It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for this evening. Tonight, we're going to cover a very important perspective on what's coming in 2024. We're going to talk about the plan, the plan of the progressive and their agenda for control, confusion, and chaos. In this episode, I'm going to lay out my perspective on what the radical dystopian democratic terrorists and insurrectionists whom other call progressive Democrats, seek to accomplish in a 2024 election. I'll discuss how the radical left telegraphs their intentions, amplifies their messages, and then executes their strategy with precision, timing, and proper sequencing. While we watch the field of conservative candidates react dumbfounded, offer no unified strategy or policy, and lead us to what is likely another Democratic victory in 2024. Yes, you heard me right. Unless the conservatives start to understand what's going on with this ongoing cognitive war, specifically the domestic cognitive war, we have little hope of actually coming out in victory again in 2024. Yet I'll offer some hope by closing with specific actions that we can undertake to forestall the advance of the evil sought by these dystopian Democrats. I'll cover a litany of different topics in this episode. <laughs> now, as I've talked about before in the domestic cognitive war, the radical progressive strategy is multifaceted as the ways the radical left uses to advance their quest for absolute power includes ideology, such as communism, fascism, theocracy, what I call commie fascists. They use religion, hatreds towards Christians, pushing false racism regarding radical Islam, and then also by just denying God exists and denying that you need to have God in your life. Or issues like diversity, equity, and inclusion, CRT, the cancel culture and such, if you don't agree with the insanity. Those are the broader ways and they use a variety of different means to implement their strategy. Because a good strategy ties the ways and means to the end objectives. So the means are like education, the indoctrination of our children, or the economy, using regulations to destroy the middle class and their freedom of movement and economic freedom by banning gas cars, stoves, etc. for example. The strategies are typically well telegraphed and well thought out. It's very painful to read the Washington Post or the New York Times or other liberal rag outfits, outlets. But as an intelligence professional for four decades, one must read the adversary's writings because they telegraph and they say what they're going to do, whether it's Chinese or there's progressive liberal Democrats. And they continue to do this throughout the years. So what are the key thrusts for 2024? What are the objectives for these areas? And what can we do to stop and deny the dystopian Democrats their goals? 
Well, the key, th before I get into that, key thrusts and other things, I've just finished writing the book called The Cognitive War, Why We Are Losing and How We Can Win. I wrote it because I purposely want to bring awareness to what is the basis, what's the problem that is involved here? What is it, the problem that we're trying to solve? I talk about then how and why analytically, from a theory base and other stuff, the cognitive war exists and is undertaken and conducted. And then I offer specific solutions and a strategy to how to compete and win in the cognitive domain to advance freedom in this fight, in this cognitive war. Now, I do this because I want to arm all Americans, our politicians, our leaders, with a good understanding of really what exactly is going on, because I don't think many people truly understand that we are in an absolute blood sport for absolute power, a war, a cognitive war for absolute power. And so when you read the book, and it's available now on Amazon, when you read the book, it'll provide you that base understanding, soup the nuts, of the problems, the analytics underlying it, the theory underlying it, and solutions. Now, we're going to talk about today are the three, uh, three key trusts, not the three, but several key thr thrusts for the 2024 election, part of the progressive agenda, the plan to drive control, confusion, and chaos. The key thrusts that I see at this point in time, and as I continue the dialogue with you on a weekly basis here on the National Security Hour, I'll come back to this topic and I'll update you on their strategy, I'll update you on their agenda, what my analysis and assessment are of what they're doing. But the key aspect to understand is if you read the book yourself, it will arm you to be able to do the analysis and assessments yourself. You have a better understanding of how to defend yourself and how to retort, reply, and undermine the Democrats, radical Democrats initiatives. So some of the key thrusts for 24, 24 are of course, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now this is all just a front to drive specific efforts into the pockets and into the well-being of the progressive radical allies. They keep the fallacy up and running of the so-called millions of Americans who are disenfranchised. Americans that I've talked about before on this program are by birth the most privileged people on this earth as a citizen or naturalized citizen. I mean, just take a look at the statistics from 1959 to 2021 on poverty and the races, and you'll see that actually the poverty rates in total millions declined over those last several decades, while the populations of minorities increased threefold and whites and others two and a half times. So if we are such a disenfranchised republic, you would see massive increases in those numbers, but you don't. They also continue the DEI efforts because they want to hide the illegal immigration tsunami that's starting to build by focusing on the ills caused by who? Racist. And who are racist? It's anyone who disagrees with their plans. They want to set the stage for the largest growth in a Democrat's new plantation of slavery, the 21st plantation of dependency, 
with the now 38 to 40 plus illegal aliens in the United States. And you heard me right, 38 to 40 million illegals. In just this administration alone, they've grown by 8 million so far and by 10 million by the election. For every million illegal aliens coming into this country, that represents a city of 20,000 people for every one of our 50 states. Now think of that. Every million illegal aliens, if you distributed them equally across the United States, you'd have another city of 20,000 people in every one of our 50 states for every million. Now there's eight to 10 million. That means there's eight to 10 cities of 20,000. So when you hear Mayor Adams, Governor Hochul of New York, the hypocrites, sanctuary hypocrites, complain and whine about the 50 or 60,000. Try more like 100 and 110,000. And what do you think's been happening to all the border states? So I really despise it when we focus on just New York City and New York or Chicago because the hypocrites are getting hit with what they asked for. The other key thrust areas are crime, chaos, and illegal immigration. As I've noted in prior broadcasts, I've talked about these aspects. And now, now, relative to crime, what are they doing? They're looking to hire illegal aliens who broke our laws to serve as our policemen. Where the hell do you think that's heading? The chaos is evident in every one of the progressive cities. And I've said before, if they're willing to do this to their own people who've elected them in the progressive cities across the United States with the crime and the chaos, the assaults, the murders, what do you think they're willing to do to the rest of America? Other areas, climate change. What's the real reason behind climate change? The real reason behind climate change is they want to regulate and control how you live, how you earn, and whether you can move around the country or not. So when you think and understand about this ongoing domestic cognitive war, and you step back and take a strategic perspective as I try to bring you each week, you have to ask yourself, for what purpose, to what outcome, to what impact? Again, for what purpose, for what outcome, to what impact? And when you take a look at climate change, for what purpose? It's to control you. For what outcome? Why? So then they can tell you where to live, how to live, how much gas, electricity, other stuff, and what outcome to subjugate you. And you see this theme continue throughout this discussion today. They'll take a look at abortion, the Second Amendment, and the Supreme Court. They'll continue their attacks on the chief justices. And don't put it past them to try to, again, enable and empower other assassins to take out conservative court justices. Neither Biden, neither Pelosi, neither Schumer, nor any Democrat condemn the attempted assassination on a Supreme Court justice. They're basically giving quiet acquiescence to such an effort. Why else would they stay silent? But then, of course, we're starting to see the rise again as what I call the plandemic. 
and censorship. The pandemic and censorship, because they want to come back and bring back another pandemic and another excuse to lock you down, to shut you up, to censor you. Now, I won't break into Bidenomics because everybody knows that's taxes and inflation is destroying the middle class. But I will bring in justice and what's happening with the justice system. That's another major thrust. Weaponization to subjugate the bankrupt to to deny civil and constitutional rights, not just for Trump. Candidates like Chris Christie really tend to tick me off. You know why? Because that blowhard is missing the whole point here as he continues to say, well, we don't want to elect a convicted felon. Well, first of all, Christy, you were an attorney general. You should know the law. Innocent until proven guilty. So Krispy Kreme Krispy continues to blow like a whale and complain, okay, and whine, but offer no real solutions. He's part of the cabal in my mind. Why else would he not fight for every single American right, civil and constitutional rights against the weaponization of the national justice system and authorities against them? Why is that, Chris Christie? Why don't you explain that at the next debate? Why are you so adamant of continuing to convict Trump before he's had a fair and free trial, which he will not get? in these areas. And the last key area they'll talk about is Trump, Trump, Trump. Now, why is this? Now, I like President Trump. I thought he did a fantastic job. But he did a horrible job in competing in the cognitive war. He was outmaneuvered continually. He had people who understood, did not understand this war, and therefore he was led astray and he lost massive momentum starting in 2016 with the dossier and the coup against his government and following on in 2020 and 2022. When you ask yourself right now, why is it, given the economy is such a horrible condition for the average American, given our cities are in chaos, The Chinese are a rising threat to which his director of national intelligence just this year finally realized. Last year, it was climate change was the existential threat, politicizing our intelligence community, by the way. But why is it then that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are neck and neck in the polls? How the hell can that be? How can they be neck and neck in the polls? Trump should be way, way ahead. But what they've done and this is part of the domestic cognitive war. They've controlled the narrative. They've seized the narrative and they painted Donald Trump as an evil man that used the weaponization of national security apparatus to attack him and the people on January 6th, all the innocents, not just a few miscreants who actually did harm. And they use it to weaponize and bankrupt different people and attack them. They use it to go after parents as domestic terrorists. They use it to go after Catholics as radical extremists. And yet, he's neck and neck in the polls. That's the power of the narrative, which I talked about in a prior episode, and I'll talk about in the future. That's the power of the narrative. 
we have to be aware. So there's a litany of different areas that the Democrats, radical progressive Democrats, are going to push in this election. And from a strategic perspective, they're doing it because they want to have multiple fronts to maintain and seize the narrative, to try confusion, to drive chaos, and maintain control. Now, as I go to break, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the ongoing domestic cognitive war and why it is really the true existential threat to our freedoms. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the objectives for each of these areas. And in the last segment, we'll talk about some of the solutions. So you can listen to me here on America Out Loud talk radio, on America Out Loud news network. On a daily basis, you have a wonderful lineup of our NASA security professionals on the NASA security hour. And you can get all of our shows, all of our shows, typically a day after broadcast is here on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. So be sure to subscribe and rate my show on Apple Podcasts for me. I'd like your feedback. We'll be right back. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back to the NAS Security Hour. And today we're talking about the radical progressive agenda for 2024. 
I'm trying to provide a strategic perspective on what's coming and what their intent is. What their intent is to drive confusion, drive chaos, and maintain control in terms of what they're doing here. So now let's take a look at each of the key thrusts I mentioned in the last segment. Let's talk about what are their objectives here. So diversity, equity, and inclusion. The intent here, as I said, to keep the fallacy up and to divide Americans into different classes. Why? Because when you're divided, it's easier to conquer you. That's why. Divided, we fall. United, we stand. Remember that old slogan? Well, there's a key aspect of that that they want to continue on. So diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives, or DEI, have come under fire in a number of different states. You know, Ron DeSantis from Florida, Governor Abbott in Texas. But ABC News spoke to a number of DEI experts, and they asked them about what these initiatives look like. And they say diversity refers to the representation of people from a variety of backgrounds, races, genders, sexual orientations, disabilities, religions, and more. Equity focuses on fairness and justice, inclusion about whether people feel like they belong. All these are to pander to people who feel, woe is me, woe is me, the world's against me. Well, you know what? Life's not fair. It's hard. But if you work hard in this country, you follow the law in this country, you get ahead in this country, regardless of who you are. But the Democrats want to use DAI to divide us like children into pockets and then use that. Then they call for things like reparations or call anything that speaks to opposition of their campaign is racist. Okay, That's where they're going with this. It's all about divide and conquer and creating false divisions amongst American people. Crime, chaos, and illegal immigration, crime. So as they try to continue to move, remove your Second Amendment rights, as they continue to remove your Second Amendment rights, we see in a variety of different cities, crime going out of control. The District of Crime, once called the District of Columbia, is a perfect example. You have teen thieves yanking drivers out of their car, often at gunpoint, in the District of Crime. They've seen a violent crime game as a game, and they aren't particularly concerned about the consequences. The children are. Why? And they are children, young teens, children, 13 to 16. And they aren't concerned about the consequences because they're already done. Because the city council in Washington chose to then try to reduce reduce the punishments for carjacking. But nearly half of the Metropolitan Police Department's 572 reported carjackings this year were in June and July, just the last few months. Of the 16 people arrested on carjackings, okay, 14 uh, in, in June and 14 and 19 in, in July, they're all illegal. I mean, all legal minors, all minors. Carjackings are up 98% in the city this year. Four boys, 15 to 17 year olds, were arrested in connection with 16 different incidents. No, 16 different incidents. A 13 year old girl was arrested for an unarmed carjacking 
that took place in July. So when you take a look at these statistics and multiply them by every progressive, liberal progressive city, you see the crime soar. Murders, assaults, and you've just seen recently on national TV a 65-year-old woman being beaten with her own cane in the subway system of New York City so hard that the cane broke. And when the cane broke, the individual that was beating her, a large black man, okay, obviously mentally disturbed, continued to punch her with his fist. It was a black woman, by the way. Continued to punch her with his fists. And no one intervened. No one leaned in to stop this. They just filmed it. I mean, that was just truly disgusting to watch. But this is the fair... This is the chaos they want to drive and the confusion as to what do I do next? Do I just stay in my home? Do I even go outside? And this is what they're doing to those people who voted for them in the liberal progressive, city, in liberal progressive cities. And then there's the chaos. They want to use this crime to control you by keeping you in your home, keeping you locked down, because they can't put another COVID lockdown in. And then they want to create the chaos. So why do they want to create the chaos? So their legions and armies of insurrectionists can once again destroy America, drive terror, disrupt the normal life, and hide their felonies and efforts to subvert our rule of law. Woke cities. There's this many, many woke cities. Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Prior mayor, doesn't matter. They got a new mayor there. He's the same type of a shield for the teachers union. Both of them supporting a variety of different programs and stuff that basically starve opportunities for people in their communities, but advance criminal and mob actions. And then yet on top of that, the crime and the chaos, as I spoke about up front in the first segment, Eight to 10 cities of 20,000 people each to every state of the union. And where do you think they go? They go into the small towns and they go into the big cities. The small towns and big cities. And what do they do there? Well, they have to eat. They have to find some shelter. They have to be educated. They have to have some health care. So they flood the zone. They flood the zone in cities that cannot handle it. I mean, New York City and Chicago are big cities with millions of people. And they're complaining about 50,000 people or 100,000 people try 10 times that coming to their state, coming to their specific cities. And that's what the rest of America is dealing with. But you don't hear about it in the news. You don't hear about it in the news. It's just unbelievable. Basically, they applaud. They applaud ignoring the law. As I talked about in a couple of segments ago, what's their strategy? Well, first they applaud ignoring the law and allow millions of people to come in and fed into the United States. Then they cry racism for anyone who tries to put up barriers or borders for it. Next, as they're doing now, they're starting to cry for help, federal help. Why? Because in the new 21st century plantation dependency, they have to feed, clothe, house, and give health care to these folks. And of course, they, don't, they say they don't want their taxpayers to pay for it, but who the hell do you think is paying for it? It's American taxpayers. So if New York or Chicago or Illinois or others, 
American, you are paying for these eight to 10 million illegal aliens, now 38 to 40 million in the United States. You're paying for them. But when you don't want to pay for them and you say, hey, let's send them back, as Democrats are now saying, registered Democrats and city council members from these different states and stuff all saying, send them back, bust them back, move them back. You're now labeled as a racist again. But what you're seeing here with this chaos and confusion is just that. They're trying to cause confusion as they displace their former number one set of dependence on the plantation dependency, African-Americans and poor whites with a whole new legion of illegal immigrants. Now, when I said African-Americans are blacks and whites, I mean, there's three times more whites who are below, below the poverty line than blacks. Most, par- most people in America don't realize that. But they hide that fact from you because they want to use it to bludgeon and use the cry of racism if you want to try to do something about it. They've had power for decades. What have they done about it? Obama, Biden, now Biden, nothing. But if you're black and you don't vote for me, you ain't black. How racist a statement is that from President Biden? How in-your-face blatant racism is that? It shows you that Master Biden knows where his people belong and who serves him. That he doesn't serve you, America. He serves himself in his plantation dependency. Now, in each city across America, we see legal, legal U.S. citizens paying taxes and being pushed to a side, being pushed aside for this new massive welfare state. Just try going to the emergency room today and think about the poor, American poor, legal citizens trying to get help in the emergency room today or social services. And the school just opened. Did you notice something new? You got thousands of new students with a whole new set of requirements, special needs to language. And all that's going to be taken away from you, American taxpayers, legal citizens, because President Biden, Master Biden, wants to grow his new plantation of dependency. Next, you'll see the call for amnesty and voting rights. Then you see calls for investigations and blame failed national security and failed policy, border policy on on Republicans before the elections because they want to put the blame someplace. They always do that and they cry racism again and they'll ignore the law and they repeat. Climate change. Now just think about this strategically as I said up front. What's so important about climate change to the Democrats? Well, because they want to control how you live, how you move, what you do and your standard of living. It's all about control, confusion, chaos and subjugating you. First, they want to drive fear. Oh, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. And then they want to lie about different things. They want to lie about these disasters, these pending disasters coming in. Everything, everything that happens in the United States, natural or man-made, the fires in Maui. Okay, the last hurricane, which have been less hurricanes over the last decade. All those are climate change, pictures of climate change. So they lie to you through their teeth 
on a continued basis, just like Obama did with the solar jobs and shovel-ready jobs. And then it uses control you. That's why they want to take away your gas stove, make you move electric ceiling fans, your gas cars. If you have electric cars, it's going to cost more. Poor can't afford them. There's not electricity, not, not enough electricity to, to, to fuel them or places to do that. So it limits your movement. It forces you into bigger cities. They want to take away your gas mowers and other things. It's all about controlling your economic capabilities and access to goods. All about controlling your ability to earn a living. It's all overreach, which is then enabled even further by overreaching federal regulations. You have federal regulations and a number of executive orders. Their objective here, again, is to taxes, inflation, and overburdensome regulation, to destroy businesses, to destroy the means of people to earn money, destroy the middle class, while they advance their leftist allies in China and Russia. Remember, the first thing Biden did in office was cut our energy and then move to electric vehicles, solar, and wind. Well, who benefits from that? The Manchurian president benefits and his son benefits. And so does she in China, because that's where all this stuff comes from. Then we talk about the Second Amendment and the Supreme Court and abortion. Republicans got to get their head out of their proverbial back end. The whole abortion debate supports individual rights. Why? Because it moves the discussion to the states and to the people in those states to decide, to decide for themselves what the parameters are for abortion. It, the reason the Democrats are so upset to continue pushing on this is because the Supreme Court wrongfully initially ruled in Roe versus Wade and provided a federal mandate and a decision for all individuals in all states. They usurped the power of the states and the people. And that's how you need to frame the discussion. It's a state's rights and the individual rights issue. No one's taking away anyone's rights. Go vote. This is a democracy. It's a republic democracy. Go vote. Same thing with the Second Amendment. They allow this chaos and crime in the inner cities to perpetuate and drive further violence. And if you notice, all those progressive cities have the most restrictive gun rights in the whole United States, every single one of them. But the crime soared. But why are they doing that? Again, control, confusion, and chaos. They want to take away your Second Amendment rights by using these examples of felons and other folks who have these illegal weapons, but who they've done nothing about for decades. You hear about a few mass murderers and a racist murderer who killed three blacks in one city. But as many people other have pointed out, you don't hear about the 30 to 40 murders every single weekend, slaughters, mass murders taking place in progressive cities, black on black violence and other violence. You don't hear that. And then there's a pandemics and censorship. Here comes Fauci too. They want to create another means to lock you up, lock you down, and force subjugation. The pandemic is their attempt to get you 
to once again acquiesce to overreach by federal mandates. And as one Supreme Court justice said, to give up your rights willfully and willingly so quickly. Neil Gorsuch was amazed how Americans gave up our rights so quickly, but we're starting to fight back some. Biden is urging the Supreme Court to rule in favor of government elite censoring speech of the misguided serfs, Jim Hoff wrote in the Gateway Pundit. The Biden administration pushed the Supreme Court to honor the infinite wisdom of Washington, D.C. and their elites in an amicus brief filed recently to the Supreme Court to allow the state to decide what you can read, what you can say, and how you can say it. Non-elected bureaucrats deciding what is right and what is wrong. How can that go off the rails? Now, Florida has put forth a bill and some other districts in Louisiana put forth different barriers to to stop this and to stop this injunction. And so this is where people are fighting back, but we must continue to fight back. So I'm going to continue to talk about the objectives of where the Democrats are going when you come back from break. But America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on iHeartRadio Network. You can also listen to our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. It's fantastic. Just get on the net, hook up, go to americaoutloud.news, click on shows, click on your favorite hosts, whether it's Security Hour, Voice Doc Yan, or Malcolm Out Loud. And just click on them and stream on an Apple, Android, and Alexa 24 by 7. Just go to americaoutloud.news, americaoutloud.news, and we'll be right back. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. Today we're talking about the plan. Radical Progressive's plan for 2024. Confusion, chaos, and control. That's their intention. That's their objectives here. The driving the narrative, the keeping hold of the narrative, 
for our conservative allies and conservative friends and independents have no idea what's ongoing in front of them. The domestic cognitive war is the existential threat to our freedoms. And we've seen this as I continue to talk about the key thrusts for 2024 and what the objectives are. Let's turn to justice, the justice system. We've seen it weaponized not only against former President Trump, but many, many other people. We've seen it weaponized against bakers. We've seen it weaponized against parents. We've seen it weaponized against innocents trying to defend themselves from felons in progressive cities. We've seen our parents called the domestic terrorists by the FBI as they weaponize our justice system and our security apparatus against them. In an article in the Washington Times that shows only, the FBI alarms everyone by targeting Catholics as potential terrorists. Catholics as potential terrorists because they believe in God and they have a certain belief system. Now, Christopher Ray, based according to this article, and I believe so too, basically lied in front of Congress because he said under oath that the memo calling out the Catholics as potential terrorists was an isolated incident, a single product by a single field office. But it turns out the good director did lie or in deep state lingo, as she writes, erroneously stated facts in a manner that was unintentionally false. But I think, I'll go with her, I think he lied. The memo condemning the Catholics titled Interest of Racially or Ethically Motivated Violent Extremists in Radical Traditional Catholic Ideology. Now remember up front, I said one of the ways in their strategy is to use the religion. Now you heard the Democrats cry against radical Islam and racism if you said anything about radical Islam, racism, racism, racism. But every day you see, whether it's a transgender movement or other movements like this, by our own Federal Bureau of Investigation, which I call the Fascist Bureau of Intimidation, okay, calling violent extremists and radical traditional Catholic ideology. So if you believe in God, you believe a man is a man, a woman is a woman, and marriage between two people is a man and a woman, you're a radical extremist because you don't buy into the ideology that's being shoved down your throat. You don't buy into the lies, the scientific lies, that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. This memo pointed out the radical traditional Catholics racially or ethically motivated violent extremists. Unbelievable. And then they tried to plant different FBI agents into different churches and tried to recruit different people within the different churches. And when the FBI was asked to provide information on this, they provided a whole bunch of information, but it was all redacted. Director A's testimony okay, is inconsistent with the fact that he said it only happened in one place. It seemed to go on in a number of different places. In a letter to Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan, Catholic League President William Donahue wrote, quote, on what basis did the FBI conclude these Catholics 
radical traditional Catholics warranted a probe. Do they have a history of violence? If so, where's the violence? If not, why were they singled out? On what basis did the FBI decide it was necessary to enlist mainline Catholics to spy on their fellow parishioners? Where's the evidence that ordinary practicing Catholics pose a threat? How common is it for FBI agents to infiltrate houses of worship or any religion employing tripwire sources? Question mark, unquote. Now, when you think about this, think about a prior episode when I talked about China and how they persecute those who believe in God. But why is it? Because in a commune fascist society, which progressive radical Democrats seek, God is an obstacle because the state, the state is their God. The state is who you should worship. The plantation, the plantation of dependency. And so you see here in America, which is horrific and horrifying, actually very terrifying, the use of our FBI and Department of Justice system to attack Catholics, Catholics based on their traditional beliefs as radical domestic terrorists. Doesn't it remind you of autistic Austin and Mussolini Millie going after the Department of Defense military folks looking for white extremists in their ranks? And isn't it odd that both these guys served for three plus decades in uniform? And they never had a problem with white extremists before. They never went looking for them before. Not until the woke president, the Manchurian president, came into office. So why the hell is that? Did they get their nads surgically removed over the last 30-something years? Or were their spines gone? Did they forget about integrity? So why is it that neither of these gents over their 30-plus years military careers talked about these radical extremists that they needed to find then? but only after President Trump was gone and Biden came in. Why is it then they push CRT, transgenderism, and all drag shows on military bases until it was found out? You have to ask the thing. It goes back to control, chaos, and confusion. They want to drive the narrative. They want to create chaos and confusion to keep the narrative. And the whole purpose is to maintain control over you. I'll not back, go back into the coup, the coup that occurred in 2016, when a former CIA deputy director, director Mike Morrell, with the work with Blinken Blinken and 51 traitors, in my opinion, to subjugate and undermine a duly elected president throughout his whole term of presidency, and then come out in 2020 with the 51 and say that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Why are they covering up for the Manchurian president? It's because, in my opinion, have four decades in the intelligence community, national security arena and DOD. It's because they put their top leadership, they put their leadership in all the top rungs of their national security apparatus. And that's why you've seen what you're seeing now, a dystopian tilt to the left. The balance of the information equilibrium has shifted significantly toward tyranny and despotism, away from freedom, and independence. You can read more about that in my book to understand what I'm talking about. They weaponized the justice system against 
domestic terrorist parents who can't opt out of child-based LGBT lessons. So no longer can you even opt out of things to teach your children, indoctrinate your children. Different counties and that stuff are also going into legalized removal of your kids, removal of your kids from parenting because they want to get a sex change at the age of eight. And if you don't support that, you're a bad parent. We're going to take your children away. How Orwellian and dystopian is that? Remember, control, chaos, and confusion. And then there's Trump, Trump, Trump. Now, they want to get the man they know they can manipulate back in office. Now, whether it's Trump, DeSantis, or other, I'll support them as president. But what I'm looking for here in our candidates is someone who not only understands the ongoing domestic cognitive war, but how to truly fight back for it. And Trump, to this date, has shown he has not a clue. He has not a clue of what the hell is going on here in America and what actions and other things people are actually taking and how deep this goes and how fundamentally this is going to take decades to fix. It's not going to be a quick fix. Because he's taking a look and bringing back the same damn people he had in last time. Some of them are extremely good, but a lot of them not. He was outmaneuvered 2016, 2020, and in 2022 elections. So if he does come back, and if, if he is our nominee, or DeSantis or someone else, they best read the book, The Cognitive Warfare, Why We're Losing and How We Can Win. Because if they do not and start to implement what I write in the book, we will surely again lose not only 2024 elections, but they'll be manipulated and outmaneuvered again during their whole tenure as president, if, if an election occurs. Now, the strategy of the complicit and the corrupt is exactly what's going on here. Okay, you've seen Newt Gingrich talk about Fannie Willis and how Fannie Willis and the timing of the indictments of Trump. You've heard me talk up front about crisp, crispy, cream, crispy, coming out and talking about a convicted felon serving as president, innocent until proven guilty, Christy. Figure that one out. But Newt Gingrich said the person called Fannie Willis demanded she bring grand jurors in on a specific afternoon later to indict Trump that evening. Why? Because it's all tied into what Merrick Garland was doing. So how do we address this? What can we do to deny the dystopian Democrats their goals? Now, I lay out in more detail in my book, The Cognitive War, Why We Are Losing, How We Can Win, key solutions about developing a real strategy, a long-term strategy, to seize back and control and drive the narrative and for us to stop reacting to it. How to drive a proactive legislative agenda. Now, Trump did that in his, in his, when he was at already. Ronald Reagan did that very well. Newt Gingrich did that with the contract with America. But can anyone, anyone on a conservative side say, what the hell are our candidates' policies now to fix America are? What's the heritage... Foundation do? What's the Republican National Committee doing? What are the policies? Now, we need to overhaul, completely overhaul NAS security apparatus. Why? Because I said they've ingrained and instantiated the lemmings of the left in the most senior positions across most of the NAS security apparatus. It's compromised and it's politicized. And now it's weaponized. Compromised, politicized, and now weaponized. And how they do that? They did it by gaining control, how? 
driving chaos and confusion. But what are what are our conservative policies? We have to fix that. We have to overall national security apparatus. And to ensure the resilience and security of our public, we have to start driving more effective grassroots efforts, which I see here and there, but not consistently. And we have to get involved in what I call the critical of boring stuff, school boards, city councils, canvassing. We have to use the power of the people in the states, our constitution, our laws, and hold these traitors and miscreants accountable. So let's dig into how this translates back into some of these different areas. So diversity, equity, inclusion. <clears throat> we have to drive the narrative. And how do you do that? Well, simply two ways. First is you call out the Democrats on what are the effects and impacts of their actual policies. Why is it after, since 1960, for several decades, despite the less numbers of both black and whites on poverty, and grow three times the rate, why is it they continue to call people who want to help all and in, in, in who are poor racist? Why is it that the only thing that's changed since then is the Black families were decimated between two-parent families? Same thing for poor whites. You're seeing a lot of single mothers, Black, white, or other, all in poverty. Why is it? Because they want to grow the plantation dependency. Just look at the census data. It's right there. People only have to take a look at it. I've talked about it before on this program. The facts say what their lies are. They're obvious. And you take a look at the DEI equity positions. You ask people, well, why was this created? Because they created more ways to spend billions of dollars, not millions, billions of dollars, and send it to radical progressive lemmings, their allies, to push this crap on America for crime, chaos, and illegal immigration. What do we need to do? Well, we need to start holding the district attorneys, the governors, and state legislators accountable for their oath of office. The district attorneys, if they're not upholding the law, not only need to be recalled, they need to be prosecuted, arrested by the local sheriffs, put in jail, then fined, imprisoned, and removed from office. It's constitutional, it's in the law, it's in Title 18, U.S. Code. If people abrogate the lawful office, those are the punishments. We have to speak and communicate the truth about how legal gun ownership means the difference between life and death. This happens every day. Americans stop different crimes by legal gun ownership. One report revealed that 41% of active shooting incidents were stopped by armed citizens. In incidents taking place outside of gun-free zones, 63% of active shooting cases were stopped by a good guy with a gun. Chaos. The campaigns and candidates all have to prepare their strategy for implementation, not only overhaul national security apparatus, but the massive campaign to hunt those down from the 2020 summer of love, prosecute, persecute, and hold them accountable just as they did in January 6ers. $2 billion worth of damage, federal buildings, number of different murders, and very few arrests, if any. Now, a truly crafty piece of disinformation and propaganda came out related to this as 
lethal threat, why the far right sees more scrutiny than the left. Okay. This is an interesting article that came out in the Military Times of all places. Military Times talk about this. And it basically says the far right receives more scrutiny because they're more prone to violence and stuff. But they didn't talk about the summer love. Illegal immigration, as stated prior, we have to amplify the awareness of the tsunami of impacts. You're talking two, a four to $22 trillion impact on Americans over the next decade. You're talking eight to 10 million moving to four times that within the next decade as people give birth to two or three children. That's where you get the $22 trillion impact. But also then it's abrogating your rights to vote. Think of it. 10 million to 40 to 70 million people. It grows rapidly. Each one of those American legal citizens on the new plantation of dependency. How do you think they're going to vote? Climate change. Stop agreeing with climate change. That is a real thing, you idiots. Start calling it what it is. It's a lie. Former President Al Gore made the headlines numerous different times, lying about the different aspects. Talking about carbon, it's in, in 2009, he said there was a 75% chance that the entire North Polar cap would be melted, okay, in the next five to seven years. And that type of bullcraft goes unanswered. Abortion, the Second Amendment, states versus federal rights, the pandemic and censorship, just say no. Communicate and expose the lies. Now, as I close here, you have to understand that the domestic cognitive war is the existential threat to our democracy. The plan for 2024 is control, chaos, and confusion. I'll come back and talk about this later on in future episodes. As I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside of the fog of the daily chaos to give you, you a strategic perspective on national security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we the people, so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. <laughs> 